Welcome to Pop Punk and Pizza Podcast. I am, of course, Jacques Lamore, your host. And uh, my guests on this episode uh, have been actually, they've both been on the show before, but appeared in different episodes, different years. Um, and uh, one is the guitarist of UK pop punk band, A Few Too Many. And the other is a legend in the pop punk scene who's been uh, fronting Bowling for Soup for, I believe, getting close to 30 years now. Uh, so you put these two hardworking guys together. And uh, they become Music Networking 101, which is a monthly music industry workshop featuring well-known special guests and keynote speakers. So let's give a big warm welcome back to Danny Freeman and also Jarrett Reddick. Hey, guys. Love that info. Thank you very much. Hi. (laughs) It's uh, it's great to have you guys back. Um, I uh, It's... I was trying to figure out, um, Jared, I don't even know if you remember being on the podcast before because it's been, it was 2019, which feels like 10 years ago already (laughs) because of this pandemic, you know? Well, I do because, um, first of all, pop punk and pizza are, you know, obviously two of my favorite things. uh, (laughs) Uh, one of them I helped create and one of them I devour at will. That's true. Um, but, um, I (laughs) no because you're so active in like all the same groups that I'm in and stuff and that you don't meet a lot of Jacques Lamours. That's true. Yeah. So, um, I, uh, yeah, man, of course I do. And I, uh, but yeah, and, and it's always, always a pleasure to see you and, uh, and thanks for having me and Danny on. Yeah, of course. And yeah. Yeah. And Danny was just on last year, uh, talking about, you know, a few too many, um, and I think what we're almost close to that EP is that EP finally being released, right? Or has it been released? I've yeah. So it's uh, it's going to be fully released uh, as of next month. Um, at this point, there's only two remaining tracks that everybody hasn't heard because we've kind of done the we went down the r- the route of like releasing singles uh, and leading up to it. But it's it's going to be really nice to have the full thing like as a collective works out there. Yeah, and that's definitely something we can talk about because that's kind of goes probably uh, it goes into the whole music networking 101 because a lot of I feel like the focus from the the actual sessions, the the workshop sessions, the live streams I've noticed obviously marketing is a huge topic of discussion. So, sure. um yeah. I'd love to hear uh eventually on this episode Danny how that worked for a few too many doing like releasing almost every single song on the EP as a single before yeah. even releasing the EP. Because I know, um, I don't think I've actually, I've, I've known artists to do that, but I haven't heard like the after, um, like the, uh, the results of that, like, Hey, yeah. did that, did that actually work for you? You know, was that good or was it yeah. just kind of, eh? um, 
you know, so it, um, it can be very hit and miss. Uh, yeah. Sometimes. I think it kind of goes back to, you know, um, our last record, uh, Trump Dynasty. And, you know, we released a song and then we released another song and then we kind of went away uh, and kind of did other stuff. I mean, we, we really didn't we really didn't market that album well. Uh, but we kind of just preached to the converted a little bit. And then about a year in, we made a video for the song catalyst and every response was like, you guys got new, new music out or whatever. So it just goes (laughs) to show you like how an album this day and age, you know, you almost are doing the songs a disservice if you're not giving them each their own time. So whether it's you release an album and then you do a video for each song or whatever, or you do it in reverse or you don't do an album at all. I just think it's the new world we live in of, of uh, content, content, content. And so Bowling for soup is in a similar situation as, as those guys in that um, we will release our fourth. Let me think about this. Alexa bliss getting old sucks. Come with comments. Yeah. So our fourth single will come out um, in February and then the new album will be out in um, April. So it's half the record, but we weren't going to do an album like this. It's, it's, it's because of the pandemic that we even ended up doing that. So I just think the, the releasing of the singles and then releasing it all as a collection is sort of just the new normal. Yeah, I feel like it is too. Um, And I feel like that starts all the way at the top in the mainstream and then kind of trickles, mm. kind of trickles down. Cause I've, I've noticed that too. I actually well. think, I actually think it's, um, and not just to disagree. No, no. It please. actually started at the bottom and that, and, and all of these bands that were doing it down here, like on this, on that on like the commando yep. level and the, and then it trickled up and, and then all of a sudden the, the Taylor Swift's of the world were like, well, shit, that's working <laughs> for them in this scope. And so that's what we should be doing is paying attention to each of these songs. And, you know, you got bands like blue October who have the same management as us where they, I, if I'm, I don't think I'm wrong in this. I think they actually released every single song on their album as a single before the album came out. And uh, so, you know, it, again, it's, it's the, and that's what Danny and I talk about on our show and our guests talk about so much is this, this is, uh, you have such direct access to the fans now, you know, and for, yep. for even like these big, big artists or whatever to just release an album. Now it, uh, it, it just doesn't make it make as much sense these days. Um, you know, if you haven't, if you haven't prepared, if you haven't either released all of the songs or, or half the songs or whatever, it just, nobody's going to hear half of them, you know? Yeah. I totally agree. And I think as well, it's like with this TikTok, do you remember the TikTok trend when it started out of, um, and it was mainly unsigned artists at the time, releasing um, a track ahead of actually releasing the track. So the way they do it is um, they did the whole, you know, my label told me not to leak this song. Oh, and yes. That yes. really build up traction. And then you see all the, uh, like the, the, the bigger label artists obviously take that on board. So I totally agree with Jarrett. It kind of works its way up. Yeah. Very good point. I mean, we're, we're, it's, it's pretty crazy actually. Um, because as you said, Bowling for Soup's been together 27 years, uh, almost 28 actually, and going on 30. And for the, for the bulk of my career, I've been asked 
you know, like, well, what should we do about this? And how do we do this? And how do we go about this? And yada, yada, yada. And I find now that I'm learning as much from young bands as they ever learned from me. And that, you know, I'm trying to navigate this new world that we're in just, just the same. You know, I come from a, you know, I grew up in the eighties where bands just made songs and then you, they made videos and then they went on tour and that was it. And now you know, I literally just, I swear to God, this is true. I literally just texted my band and said, I need each of you to make a 15 second video introducing me to your dog so that I can put it on social media. <laughs> you know, that's like amazing. that's the scope of, 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 of the changes, but yeah, all of that, all of that starts at the, at the bottom level and, and, and all of these dudes and, and dudettes or whatever, all of these people out there trying to just, get noticed, do this to make a viral video, to, you know, whatever. And it's just that the, uh, that, that those of us who, you know, are, have evolved through all of this into the different areas of it are, are having to just keep up. Yeah. I, I view it very much like how I look at technology. It's changing so quickly now. Like the landscape is constantly changing. You've got new trends literally every day. Uh, you know, if not every week, then literally that next day there's a new trend. Um, and you've just got to be paying attention to it 24-7 to, you know, to be able to take advantage of it and then to view it and sort of look and see, right, well, how can we, uh, you know, jump on this kind of trend but make it personal to to our brand and, and our band um, and, and, and try and make it relatable for, you know, for our followers. Mm-hmm. It kind of brings me to a, I, uh, I recorded a, a podcast last night where I was actually the guest on a podcast instead of me hosting the podcast. And they asked me a question that I was thinking, you know, this would be a good question for both uh, Danny and Jarrett. And that uh, it, the question was, was pretty much asking me this day and age, is it, uh, um, it is it, it's almost like, is it harder to be a songwriter with all of these distractions or what's more important? Is it writing songs or creating all this content online? You know, it's, um, it's almost like a, I guess it's a balancing act like anything else. But, um, I, I mean, I still feel like the songs should still come first Mm. and everything else come after it. But I don't know if that's really actually the, the ideological, or ideology, I can't talk, um, ideology, um, yeah. that, uh, you know, how do you guys feel about that? Cause y- you've got to manage so many different things now, uh, probably versus, and Jarrett, you can attest to this. I mean, when you first started out, are you managing more things now than you were then? <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, I look, the, <laughs> when we, we first started out, the big things were, you know, that, you know, we obviously we didn't have cell phones, so you did everything on pay phones, and you had we had a uh, an atlas, and the, that's you know you found things on a map is how you found your way around, and you know uh, answering machines was how you did business. Um, you know, those were sort of the things, um, but yeah, it's a completely different world. I mean, it's it's diff- it's a different world in that like from every aspect, really, there's just way more to it. I mean, if you look at my TikTok from what I posted yesterday, I literally was like, had to like, I was, I was singing our, um, in the studio and I had to try to remember like each time to at least get a segment of me singing each song in anticipation of a TikTok video that I was going to do. Right. 
that's not something you ever thought about back then. The idea was to get in there and get the best performance. So, you know, if you think about it, like, so even recording or writing, you know, sometimes it's not even getting a hundred percent of my attention anymore, you know? Um, So, yeah, I mean, you know, it's, it's a thing. It's like, um, I I always say this, I'm jealous of Nikki six because, well, then I think about it. I don't know, but it's like, (laughs) you know, you, you know, he got to write songs and play in a band and that's what he did. But then again, you know, he was doing the same shit we're doing. It was just on a different level. He was, you know, they were hiring a limo to take Motley Crue to their first show. They were constantly like creating their own pyro and lights and things like that. We sort of take for granted now we don't have to work on, but I have to take a picture of my breakfast and post it or else I'm going to lose all my followers, you know? (laughs) Um, So I like to think that it's about, about songs, but if I'm being completely honest and y'all don't have to agree with me on this, um, very seldom in the history of music has it just been about the song. It happens. I think, you know, Owl City, there's a great example of a song that blew up so big and the guy didn't even have a band, you know, like that's, that's about the song, you know, yeah. but the Beatles or it's not just the songs, you know, no. it, it's what they created. It's it, black Sabbath, you know, is not like that. And, th- and that just keeps going and going and going. Right. It's not just, it's being able to do a live show to be able to do interviews or not do interviews, you know, like however that balance is and which one works for you, you know, that kind of thing. So um, I'll let Danny add to it, but I, uh, it's, it, you know, I, I just am sort of on the side, like, you know, hits don't grow on trees. That's for sure. That has to be a factor. The song has to be a factor, but I think there's always a lot to it. You know, there's to, to make, make a song, you know, really fucking work. Yeah. Yeah. I, I have, um, I guess what you would call a love hate relationship with, uh, the social media world. I mean, in my, in my day job, I work in marketing, so you know, I, I do love it outside, you know, inside, outside of work, you have to on, on a level to, you know, to kind of be in that world. And it's kind of, I get the aspects of the positivity and the negativity. So there's a lot that you can come across in social media that can be quite draining. Um, obviously there's, there is a lot of negativity out there as much as there is a lot of positive comments and there's a lot of community spirit. Um, obviously you do get the trolls um, and you do get the people trying to bring you down. And, you know, obviously you have to kind of, uh, you know, try your best um, personally to, to, to rise above that or ignore it. But um, obviously that's, that's more difficult for some people than it is for others. For me, it's been a learning curve that that stuff really used to personally get to me uh, a lot. Um, and as time's gone by, I've learned to, you know, to sort of focus on what I'm doing and just focus on that and trust in that, um, and, and the process, but it is a process, um, you know, that, that didn't happen overnight. Um, and obviously you've got filters and things like that out there, which, which people now use and, and then they think, uh, you know, they want to make themselves look like a filter. Um, and I think that that's a, that's quite a dark side, um, Mm. of of social media. I've, I've heard, heard that from a few people. Um, but equally, you know, 
the the amount of community that I've discovered since I've been on social media is insane. Uh, you know, if you range all the way back to MySpace when you would add people, you know, add people as a friend, and you'd have your MySpace top ten and <laughs> all of that kind of business, and now it's uh, you know it's it's Facebook and it's Facebook groups, and you know, I mean, I just I, I'd like to reference the Alternative Music Networking Group because I've met some amazing people in there, and you know that. That's everybody from DJs to tour managers to band managers to Jarrett even. So it's the amount of community that's out there. Um, that side of it weighs through a lot heavier for me than than the negative side. But in terms of how it affects the songwriting process for me, um, it can be quite distracting. And I do have to be very disciplined. Um and initially that balance was kind of hard to find. And especially with new platforms coming out all the time, um, you really have to sort of sit there and kind of plan out your, you know, your week. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I just wonder, I, I always just wonder how much it actually is hindering the next generation of artists coming up like it 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 can be hindering but it's obviously it's also very helpful as well but i guess i just mean like their actual art something that people are going to grasp onto forever it's just like we grasp onto records that uh we heard for the first time when we were 14 you know yeah. like they're they've become classics and we hold them very near and dear to our yeah. heart yeah. but it's like are those things being created mm these days because of all of these distractions and things that we have to do, you know, we have to do TikTok, we have to yeah. do, you know, uh, all that stuff. So it's like, uh, uh, I think, I think that really the thing that hinders what you're talking about more than anything is attention span, you know, I, yeah. uh, but I mean, there's still songs that are coming out that are, you know, I, 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 for example, um, I think old town road, in 20 years, people will still listen to that song and go, yeah. oh, man, this is that thing that happened. So it still happens. Yeah. yeah. No, and, I agree. And, then, I agree. And, yeah. and also, I think that, like, depending on where we are, like, for example, my son, uh, Jack, was so big into Juice World. Like, that's probably always going to be a part of his life, you know. Mm -hmm. um, but I think, like, the amount of them and, like, you know, uh, and, and you know this is this is an interesting thing because it still occurs in different kinds of music, and you know you you but but you know arena bands, for example, like you know I mean when I was a kid, you had most of the bands that I listened to or not listened to not not most of the bands that I listened to, but many of the bands that I listened to in hair metal played arenas. You know, I don't know. You know, I mean. Jesus Christ, I don't really know many bands in my genre that could fill an arena unless they have to, unless they team up. I mean, there's five or six of them, but maybe not even that, you know, I mean, it depends on how loosely you define the, the genre. Yeah. But, you know, how many, how many U2s are going to happen again or Madonna or, um, you know, if you, but again, if you think back to like the eighties, the nineties, you had it, Whitney Houston and Madonna and, and all these like is crazy. Just these huge, huge, huge music stars. Um, you know, is that going to be a thing? I mean, I, we have Billie Eilish. Yeah, we do. I mean, um, she does arenas. I mean, and she's fucking talented as shit. I mean, you yes. know, like, and, and you know, and Lady Gaga's not done, 
you know, no, doing no, her legacy not. at all. Yeah. Um, so they do exist. I just don't know if they exist in the capacity. And and most and I think a lot of it is going to come down to them. And well, shit. I mean, do you get any bigger than Taylor Swift? Really? I mean, I don't know. <laughs> no, I don't think this day and age. I don't think you do. I don't think yeah. there's. I don't think there's well, anything beyond Taylor. You I know? don't think so. I mean, you know, <laughs> he did us all a favor, by the way. I, this is a little bit off topic, but you know, when we did our uh, our first greatest hits, songs people actually like, Volume One for Bowling for Soup, we re-recorded all the songs. Okay. And when we were marketing that, it we had to make the decision of like people are going to ask us while we're doing this. And, and I was like, you know, I, I feel, I don't feel like we can say we want to own our own masters because I feel like it, it, at that point, it sounded like a money grab. It sounded like, you know, cause people would be like, well, you don't have enough money. Cause that's the big thing. People think we're rich and famous. And I'm like, no, I'm just famous as shit. I have to work. <laughs> but now Taylor Swift has done this thing where she's done this favor for us. And I'm like, I want to go back and record all of those jive records, you know, like, why wouldn't I, you know, yeah. I, now no. that it's in the world where she went and did this and people are like, you should own your own shit. Well, fuck, then I want to own my own shit now. You yeah. know? And so we're literally, it's in, it's being planned right now for us to go record the big three building for soup records. That's awesome. Again, That's amazing. You know, and we just, and we're finishing our second greatest hits now all re-recorded and you know, so anyway, uh, that's just a shout out to Taylor. I actually haven't put that into the world yet, and I just have been okay. excited about saying it. Well, I'm glad you said it on uh, Pop Punk and Pizza. Thanks for Definitely. that. But I, you know, I obviously agree. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, that practice actually has been going on for some time now. But I completely agree with you, Jared. Thank God Taylor Swift like made it. I guess acceptable. And I don't acceptable. know if that's yeah. yeah, because I feel like people did kind of. You kind of think, oh, well, you know, why would you want to do that? Or or mm-hmm. they, they just kind of have this, um, not always a, a negative look at it, because the, your true diehard fans are like totally supporting you. Yeah. You know, because yeah. I remember when, um, I know Real Big Fish did some stuff like that, too. Um, yeah. and, same label, by the way. Right. I was going to say same, <laughs> same yeah. situation. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, you know, it's like. Why wouldn't you want to do that? You know, they and, and from a fan's perspective too, though, and I see where you know it's okay to hold those first recordings near and dear. Like they're always gonna exist, they're always gonna be out there. But you know, for that person that's just like, hey, I just want to blast these songs. Well, here's these here's the re-records of these things. They're sonically way fucking better, you know, and I still sound exactly the same. If not better, if I don't, you know, I would think better at this point, (laughs) you know, I always, I always, uh, I feel like a, an artist 27 years in sounds much better than they were halfway in, you know, know? I mean, matured like a fine wine. Yeah. Yeah. No, but, but in all seriousness, um, you know, it's, it's just one of those things where I think she did, she did the artists that have that catalog that has been sitting there for 20 years that we have no control over and understand it's not just the money. It's just the fact that like they get, they get movies go to them. And again, that you get paid for this, but still it's, it's fucking cool to be in movies, but people go to them and they're like, Hey, we want this song in our movies. And 
it's a $20,000 thing. Well, to Sony, they're like, I don't have time to fuck with that. Like the, it would cost me more to make the lawyer. So no. So it's like, we're missing syncs on all of those huge yeah. songs, yeah. you know, and we go wrong. Yeah, exactly. And we've been off that label since 2009. So imagine what, they've said no to or ignored. Plus it's confusing to even find out how to contact them because it's been three labels since Jive. So yeah, um, because uh, you know, someone else is always buying another labels catalog because yep. mm-hmm. the label will go under or yep. they just want to get rid of it or whatever the case may be. So I, I know um, someone who was recently trying to get license for a bunch of different songs mm-hmm. had a hell of a time Trying to find out who the fuck owns that property. It's pretty easy to find the writer, you know, and like to go from the publishing side, it's fairly easy. But just trying to find out who owns the master now, man, can be, you know, again, it's grueling. And sometimes, you know, like a music, if I'm a music supervisor and I'm like, well, shit, you know, I know who did this song over here. You know, I'll just go and do this. So there's just a lot of aspects to the whole, you know, owning your own. Like, I can't, you know, I... You, you know something really fucked up? One of my managers didn't know this until the other day. And I think this is really going to surprise people. But we can't post our own songs on our Facebook page because we don't have the rights. So I can't post Almost or Nights 85 or High School Never Ends or any of that on Facebook. I'll get taken down because of copyright. Wow. That's unbelievable. That's pretty fucked. So I I used to see you, I used to see on the Bowling for Soup page, those songs get posted all the time, like a YouTube link. Can you do that? Or does that get taken down? We can post a YouTube link, yeah. Okay, you can do that, but you can't like actually post like a snippet of the song. So like, I couldn't be doing a thing, like right now, you, Mm -hmm. I couldn't, uh, just the same as you can't play clips of music on your thing. So like when we were doing like our tour videos and stuff, I'd have music playing in the background. Well, I can't do that anymore. I can't have, um, you know, I can't have any of the hits unless we re-recorded it, which we're we're getting close now. Doing, but, yeah, yeah. The thought yeah. of being an artist and getting a strike down is just <laughs> yeah, it's pretty <laughs> nuts. That's 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 the man at work, right? Yeah. Against yeah. against the artist, yeah. But you don't um, think about that, right? As a fan, you you wouldn't no, you wouldn't think, you know. You wouldn't no. think about that. And, and you know, just because we have been on, we've been on our own since 2009, we we don't have those rights. Yeah. So pretty weird. You yeah. guys mentioned uh, Motley Crue as well. And I don't know if either of you have watched The Dirt. Yeah. Uh, no, I never saw it. <laughs> a great movie. You have to watch it. That's um, what everyone tells me. Yeah, it's great. You should. But there was one bit that like really stuck out to me at the end. Um, and I think it's where they're just about to play their reunion show and they go over to their label exec and uh, he's like, you finally have the rights back to your music. And we're talking like the, the years down into their career and they finally just got the rights back to their own music. And yeah. it's just, yeah, I don't think people realize that that is really what happens behind the scenes. Yeah. No, I have zero I control so. over all those hits. Like I can, I can, somebody can be like, Hey, we want to put this here. We want to use this here. We, you know, whatever. And, and, you know, and, and also I'll tell you something even more fucked up. If they decide they want to, I can't stop them. Yes. I was just going to say if, if they use a song with a certain organization or yeah. movie or whatever, and you're like, uh, 
No. <laughs> they like, could, I don't like that. They could but, okay it for a politician that I don't support. They could put it in a porno movie if they want to. Yeah. You know, and that yeah. might affect my day job. Right. Exactly. You know, so. Mm-hmm. My God. Yeah. Um, well, <laughs> to get probably to get back to music networking 101, there's so many, God, there's so many great things to talk about. And that's what I love about both of you. Um, how did, I want to know, how did you two meet? Did you actually meet in the Facebook group, Danny, that you originally started? Or did you guys did. actually meet face to face at like a Bowling for Soup show or? No. So we, we met in the alternative mu- previously pop punk networking group. Um, and I reached out to Jarrett to have him on the podcast I was running at the time, uh, catch up. And then after that, we just carried on talking and the rest is history. As Danny showed, Danny showed me Streamyard, And now all of my podcasts are done on Streamyard, And, uh, and then the, yeah. And then I was just like, this dude showed me Streamyard. We got to do something else together. Yeah. That's awesome. So you're just like, you're just like, I'm going to, I'm going to be friends with this, this dude. Like he's got, knows his shit. I have to tell you, I do have to be honest. Um, Danny is a, he's a workhorse, man. He is, um, it's fascinating to me how quickly he moves. And like, I had this idea that we'll be launching uh, pretty soon. And I just like sent him a paragraph about the idea and it's already fucking happening. Like it's like, in fact, I'm so behind. Like he's like, well, I need you to do this and this and this to get this thing off the ground. He's like, here's this other thing that we're doing and this, and and it's just, you know, so it's, it's refreshing because I think, you know, um, I'm a bit scattered these days. I have so many, you know, I, I'm a bit of a workaholic and then I've got three kids and a, and a wife who actually likes me. Um, so, <laughs> That's nice though. You know, time is, uh, time can get a little bit and I'm, you know, I'm writing, well, we have new Bowling for Soup. I have a solo record coming out unless, you know, in about a month. Oh, nice. Um, so much happening. Anyway, uh, it's not, I mean, he, rem, Danny reminds me so much of me and that it's like, well, if we're going to fucking do this, let's go, you know, yeah. go big or go home. And so it's been really fun. And, you know, we're, uh, we're really finding our groove, I think on the, on the show itself, we're going to be launching it as a podcast soon, which is great yep. because, you know, a lot of people can't, you know, like for me, I don't ever sit down and watch anything. Like if, if you ever ask me if I've seen a video, I'm, the answer is no, you're going to show it to me. Like, I just don't, I don't sit and watch shit. So, uh, putting it in people's cars, putting it, you know, in their exercise rooms and things like that for the podcast, I think is going to just help us to grow and, and, you know, to continue to get bigger guests, uh, to continue to get the word out there. And, you know, eventually in will be soon, uh, we will be launching the careers of other bands and oh, nice. uh, it should be fun. That's awesome. I yeah, love really, that. really stoked on all of that. And yeah. it, it became very apparent when, you know, when me and Jarrett started talking to each other that we yeah. just were very much on the same page. I think we're kindred spirits, basically. I agree. Plus, my brother's name is Danny. So I've heard oh, Dan- there you go. <laughs> I've heard Danny and Jarrett my entire life. So it's just natural. It just Amazing. goes together. It's like <laughs> yeah. it's like peanut butter and jelly or pep- right. pepperoni and cheese, you know. There you go. Um, Delicious. <laughs> by the um, way i did i said peanut butter and jelly in a song one time and i actually changed it to peanut butter and jam because half of my uh audience is from the united kingdom and jelly over there is jealous that's oh, right it that's is right yeah. 
I forgot mm. about yeah, that. Yeah, I had that conversation with somebody the other day and they yeah. were getting very frustrated with me and I'm like, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Isn't well um like uh Paddington, like the bear, isn't it is yeah. what is that jam or what is that he's always No. Eating? It's not he, jam. It's something drink, else. He eats uh marzipan, I believe. That's what it is. Yeah. Is that what it is? Yeah, something with so. an M, you're right. Uh, it starts with an it's orange flavored something. Mar- marmalade? Marmalade. That's marmalade. What yeah. That's what it is. I knew it was yeah. but so is marmalade different than jam then? Or is it the same thing? Um they are different over there. Marmalade different. is like a thick, like honey yeah. texture thing, right? And it's flavor it's the it's got like orange rind in it or some shit. Like the the cup like Yeah. I've been down this I, road I with my kids. I'm a terrible Brit on that front because I don't eat. Um, <laughs> I, I guess that's why I was, yeah, that's why I was asking you because I'm like, well, you're obviously right. You're there. You're <laughs> born and raised there. So I was like, he's got to know the, uh, hey, that's okay. There's there's things that I'm trying to think of. I, I know there's things that I'm not like well-versed in. I guess to be like super specific, like, you know, I'm I'm near Chicago and, you know, one of the big, food things in chicago is like the chicago style hot dog well like i i can't i can't really tell you much about it because i've never had one because i don't really not that big into like i'll eat a hot dog but i'm not like put everything on earth on a hot dog and (laughs) and feed it to me like it's essentially hamburger toppings on a hot dog yeah the chicago thing is but it's also like um yeah, there's a bunch that goes into it. It's like, it you know, it's too much for me too. I I like, yeah. to me, it's just I don't like foods that are complicated. Like I don't feel no. like, like peel and eat shrimp to me is just that's just a that's work, you know. Yeah. And 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 like anything to where like I eat, <laughs> like um I don't know Danny if you know what sloppy joes are, but like anything that's like su- the expression super messy. I yeah. eat with a knife and a fork, man. Like I, I do too. I, I don't Same. like hitting things on me, you know, or on my hands and shit. So, oh my god, if if my girlfriend was in the room right now, she'd be like, "You're literally the same," because <laughs> I will oh. not touch anything. I hate getting stuff on my hands. I like. I, I hate getting anything on my hands. I go yeah. wash. Like if I pet a dog, I can feel. If it's not my own dog, I can literally feel that dog on my hand until I wash my hands. Like, yeah, I don't. <laughs> I I like. <laughs> It's That's like, a- oh, uh, here's another one. So like um, sunscreen, I don't like to put it on myself. My wife puts it on me because I don't like to have it on my hands. Oh, yes, because then right. it like it it stays there and like you touch your eye and then like your eye is think. burning, yeah. Yeah. you know, I don't want that. Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. <laughs> it's so oily as well. Yeah. I don't yes. Like that shit. Yes. That that as well. Um, but, uh, you know. Talking about music networking 101, um, I was just kind of I was watching the most recent one uh, that had Thomas Nicholas and then Kyle D. And uh, and Jared, actually, you just mentioned this just a little bit ago um, about uh, Bowling for Soup uh, signing up with Adam uh, as yep. Ramey, R- Ramey, Adam right? Ramey, yeah, um, of uh, Push Digital Marketing, and that. Um, that fascinated me because I'm always trying to learn or hear new things about ways to market whatever it is that you're, you know, marketing. Um, so what was the, uh, what, what things have you learned from 
Adam that yeah. kind of kind of turned you around and you're like, oh, like, yeah. Um, well, I, I will be honest. Um, we, we just start, we literally just started before this episode that we're doing right now. We had our first call. Um, so I'm learning a lot of, about things though. Like I'm, I'm learning, you know, honestly, I didn't realize like how good my TikTok is doing. I, I had no idea that like my numbers were good, but he's stoked. But like, um, one of the things is like, if you do a video on TikTok and it doesn't do as well, then take it back, maybe change the cover photo, change the music that's behind it, change, you know, the, um, the captions that you use and, and and then try it again. Cause a lot of times it just didn't hit the right way, which I actually should have learned that on rockstar dad show. Cause we had a guest that taught that told me that at one point, but it just kind of didn't sink in. And I guess it's cause I'm just now um, getting into it, but you know, I mean, I'm learning about discord, which I had, I really just didn't know how that worked as far as like from a band standpoint is concerned. Um, you know, we're really, really working to, um, you know, our, we actually already knew this, but our, our Instagram sort of comes as comes across as being just a, an infomercial at times. Like it's basically like, here's a show, here's a shirt, here's a, this, here's this. And we just haven't done our, our job in making that, a place to come and like see things about the band. And so we're, we're taking care of that too. And then, but the other stuff that he's getting that, that Adam as a marketer is getting into is all stuff that we just, you know, e-commerce is really complicated. Facebook ads are probably the most complicated thing on the planet right now. Aren't they really like actually doing a legitimate Facebook ad, not like boosting a post, but like actually doing an ad campaign. I I recently tried to experiment with some of that too for uh, the podcast and I'm like, whoa, (laughs) it was just overwhelming. Yeah, exactly. And the thing with that is if if you don't get the targeting exactly right, then You've just blown, you've just blown your money. And, you know, it's, it's such a complex thing. And in fact, my, what's funny is my, um, she actually just texted me, but my, my friend, uh, Tracy from the, um, Oh God, what the fuck is her podcast name? Oh, uh, teen mom trash talk. Uh, podcast because I, I watch Teen Mom, so I've gotten um, <laughs> I've gotten nice. I've gotten to be really good friends with uh, with Tracy, who who does her and uh, Noel do this podcast. On so if you watch Teen Mom, uh, download Teen Mom Trash Talk because they're great. But yeah, she she says that like Facebook ads are pretty much her full time job now. Like she spends you know hours a day on just getting those ads right and, and all of that. And so, you know, uh, it will be nice to have someone who knows what they're doing to at least get us, maybe skip a few steps of, of the learning curve. Uh, but that's, that's kind of like where he, um, really what sold me on him was the getting everything to, to jive together. Um, that was the, when, when, where he got me was, is that, you know, a lot of most most artists are like this now, right? You've got this little this little pile over here at Instagram, and then here's these people over here in Facebook, and here's people over here in TikTok, and then you've got people who have bought something from your store, or you know, and there's all of this information. We still have the old email list that we've been collecting for 25 years, whatever. You know, all of these pieces of information, ways to communicate with people, but how do you 
how do you connect? They're all different demographics. They're all different interests and all of that. But there's ways to do that. I, I, you know, I, it's, I just think it, sometimes you need to bring in a professional to, to help you along with it. But the guy is just a, um, you know, again, I learned so much on our episode that we did. Um, so by all means, everybody go watch that episode. It's on our, it's on our Facebook page. Um, but just hearing him rattle off all that stuff, you know, right. They can just download it or they can go watch them anytime. Right, Danny. Yeah, yeah, that's right. They can, yeah. and and they definitely should because the amount of knowledge in that episode is just. Yeah, it's great. I mean, honestly, we could do another hour with him because he's, you know, he he's kind of like me. He talks really fast. It's hard to get a <laughs> word in with him. But um, me and him together, it's it's a whole thing. Like I don't think there were three other people on the call, but I forgot they were there. You know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it, he's. It sounds like he's he's like you. He just has a wealth of knowledge and a lot of different experiences so the difference is is most of the shit i say is my opinion uh you know he's actually <laughs> spouting i'm kidding but uh, he's yeah the guy's so knowledgeable but the, you know there's those guys are up and the cool thing about about push marketing um is that they have you know they can they help all you know it doesn't matter what level you're at they they have a way to be able to help you out and you know whatever and there's there's other you know there, obviously there's other companies out there like that but you know, I was just, I was very happy that Danny brought Adam onto the show because, um, you know, we're, I, we just connected really well and, and, uh, he's, a, he's a great addition to the Bowling for Soup team. Yeah. Um, Danny, have you like personally taken any of Adam's tips and, and started using them and seen results from it? I would say that I, I certainly took on board a, um, a lot of what he said, but in the same way that, um, you know, that Jarrett just mentioned, I think if I was going to implement some of that stuff, because I don't have all of the, you know, the background pieces there um, that he does, um, certainly I would be looking to, you know, to sort of like work with him in the future to to really sort of bring the best of that out. I can certainly, you know, take on board some of the, the like the comments with TikTok and, and building up some of our platforms there. But I think especially, uh, you know, like you guys say about Facebook advertising and running campaigns, um, if you don't have that targeting knowledge there um, and you end up targeting it all wrong, then that money's just gone down the drain. Um, and obviously that could have been better spent uh, elsewhere. So if you've got somebody on board who really knows what they're doing with that, um, then obviously, you, you know, you want to utilize that. Yeah, mm -hmm. I absolutely agree. Um, I've, I've been learning from experts recently that just like boosting a post is, is almost like a big waste of money. Um, it's, it's all about actually building a, an ad campaign through like the, the Facebook, um, business or marketing, I forget, or ad manager, I forget exactly which mm -hmm. it's called, but, and that's where all that complicated stuff comes in. But yeah, yeah, I'm reading more and more that just like boosting a post for 20 bucks is like just a waste. It's like, you may as well take that 20 and wipe your ass with it. If like, you don't, if, if, if the targeting isn't there, it is obviously if you have the targeting, all right, then you're going to hit your demographic, but right. you know, that's such niche information. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I very much cut my teeth in, in the world of organic social. So that to me is sometimes like trying to read Latin, you know, it's, it's, it's very difficult. Um, but you know, I, I'm all about like community and I try and do things as organically as possible on on minimal or even zero spend um, mm -hmm. and just try and get as much done that way um 
as possible and that's the way i've kind of always done that's how uh, you know the alternative music networking group came about and that's you know that's that's kind of where my uh you know my side of things lies um so that the you know the paid side um is a is a jungle um and if you don't have somebody who's got a machete to cut their way through that jungle for you then it's it's hard to it's hard to get through but you know it's it's when you do learn to do it you know the dolly rots you know uh they have it down to a science and it's crazy they can you know lewis can he can put a certain amount of money into an ad and then he can tell you like exactly how many merch pieces that sold them or you know this and this and you know why that made sense to do that and then even linus uh linus hollywood who's in the, the band able machines that they their you know demographic is way different uh, than the kinds of music that he's been in in the past. And so he's sort of like learning that demographic, but he's got it down where like, you know, they, they know who their targets are. They can go straight to them. They know, you know, how many, how many Spotify listens that led to and all of this. So you can see where your money's going. That's the one good thing about getting into all of it. But as Danny said, uh, well, and as you said, um, Jock, that it, if you don't know what you're doing, you might as well be fucking, you know, playing a slot machine because it, it might work. It's a lottery. Yeah. You know, I mean, I've definitely boosted posts in the past and it's worked, but it's also been a bit since I've done that. And cause I don't do that anymore. My manager does it. Um, but I could definitely see when it worked and when it didn't, you know, um, but I had no, there's no rhyme or, re- you know, I'd be like, I'm going to, advertise this to people that like good charlotte and chipotle you know like that's got to hit some people that like you know like yeah and 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 the funny thing is sometimes facebook thinks that they're being really helpful they'll bring in things like um i i did i did do a booster post i think a couple of weeks ago and when i was trying to set it up it had um like smart targeting as an option that you could click and you would think that if you take that it's gonna um you know try and target people who like bands that are similar to yours and are interested in similar things and no it came up with like ridiculous things it had like adidas on there and some other companies i was just like what this doesn't make any sense at all. Yeah, man, yeah. I got to tell you guys, uh, Jacques, you asked me this. You just asked us this, and I didn't think about this answer. But uh, I did learn something from Adam today on, about Instagram, and I think everybody will will every. I think everybody that is is watching or listening will benefit from this because I just didn't think about it like this. But the Instagram, for example, there their goal really isn't at the end of the day to squash all of our information and to keep us from people. It's to make the user experience a good experience so that the user keeps coming back. So I just said that the Bowling Pursuit feed is a lot of like t-shirt tour, whatever. Well, people don't want to just see that over and over and over again. And I know that, which is why we're adjusting things, but it goes deeper than that. So he's like, look, if you, if you say you um, put out a picture of the beach, this is how he put it. And it's, it was like, I, I don't know, maybe it won't be as mind bending to you guys, but he goes, if you put a picture of the beach and you hashtag beach and sand and palm trees, whatever, 
Well, the algorithm can see, okay, well, there's sand in here and there's trees and there's water. So this is a beach. So it goes out into the, into the world. And, and like people who like beaches can see this, but if on that, on that post, you put forest, it looks at it and goes, well, this isn't a fucking forest. And so it just takes you and squashes you down the, the least people that can see you. And it just made so much sense. Like, I because sometimes I'm just trying to be funny and I'll put boobs or fart in a in a post in in hashtags and I'm probably fucking myself because even though I got a good laugh out of it, like one or two people were like, wait, there's not a fart in here. You know, it's probably and obviously that's a a stupid analogy, but I really do do that. Um, We know how much you love farts, Jack. Yeah, I I like both of them. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. But um, but yeah, anyway, I, I. that's just not a way that I had ever thought about it. You know, that like really in all of this, no matter how evil, you know, all of us think that these, these companies are from keeping our content from the people who obviously want to see everything that we, there's, you know, however many people they signed up for this, they should see everything. They obviously know what they're doing because the, the things are hanging on and, and it makes sense to me. Like that if they are searching for something, that's what they should see. So, so for example, would it be like, let's say we're talking about a tour. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So let's say your first post is like the actual like tour poster or whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And let's say posts after that, that are about the tour, would they, they wouldn't be like, you wouldn't keep posting that, that tour like uh poster over and over. You would be posting like, or maybe like a short video of you at practice, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and then, then at the end, and at the end of it, you'd go, and we're practicing because of this shit, you know, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, that's just so it. Like, I think we we're you know again as a band, and I, and I'll point out our shortcomings so that maybe people can learn from this. And uh, but you know, again, we uh, the band's page is in the habit of posting what's going on you know, and people are just like, okay, we've already seen that, you know, whatever. So, uh, you know, that's just it. You have to sprinkle in other things that engage, you know, again, we, it's like we talked about the very first of this interview. It's not enough just to write a good song. That's not what this job is anymore. You know, so people yeah. want to see the behind the scenes, the, the, the real stuff of they you guys know, hanging out. Yeah. 100%. They want to know you and they, you know, they want to know, you know, again, what you, like I said, we're, if you're follow Bowling for Soup on Instagram, we're going to introduce you to our dogs this week. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, um, <clears throat> it's, it's more of a, I guess an entertaining piece. There's mm-hmm. just, there's more substance to that than just posting about the same, you know, stuff of tour, mm-hmm. merch, mm-hmm. new yeah. album, new song. <laughs> I right. guess what's interesting about the um, that hashtag comment as well is that there's a lot of bands that I see on Instagram who will hashtag, uh, when they put a post up, they'll literally hashtag every other band in the genre that they think that they might sound yeah. like. Yes. And going off of that logic then, because none of those bands mm-hmm. obviously are in that post, no. then the algorithm's going, nope. Yeah. And so, it. Yeah, the book. So I actually follow the Bowling for Soup hashtag. Um, so I see those and I'm always like, what does this have to do with us? And so I used to like them all, but I don't anymore. Um, 
but yeah, I mean, it's, it's weird. It's like, um, I, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I mean, it, it would seem like that would be the answer to that, you know, of like, Oh, he also told me this, that if you continue to use the same hashtags over and over, then they'll, and you're, and especially if you're misusing. So like, let's say like in all of my posts, I just start putting, you know, good Charlotte in there. Cause you know, I think that people who like good Charlotte would like bowling for soup. Yeah. Um, should I have switched bands? Also, okay. Some 41. <laughs> um, and so, uh, either way, eventually it will, it will catch on and just go, no, you, you're, you're just overusing this and you're not doing that. So, you know, the, the thing is, is fairly smart. I think, you know, the idea is to, to post about what, or to hashtag what you're posting about and, you know, and what other people who are posting things like that are hashtagging, if that makes sense. Yeah. This okay. just turned into our show, Danny. All right. <laughs> well, is, I mean, this that, is music networking 101 on the, pop, on the pop punk and pizza podcast. That's the whole point, right? These are the types of things people can learn yeah. from, you know, either whatever it is that you have planned beyond the, the monthly uh you know, streams mm-hmm. um, that people can learn from Music 101. And that's why I wanted yeah. to no, get no, into no, these I, things with you I'm, guys. I'm kidding. So. And I no, I do appreciate <laughs> that. I, I, uh, I, I really do. I think, you know, it's funny. We started doing this and I was just, you know, I, I actually try not to work on Saturdays, but we do our show a bunch on Saturdays. Sure. Um, and at first I was like, man, I don't know, you know, but I just, I, I get so much out of it and I know, I just know from comments of other people getting so much out of it that I'm just like, yeah, I'm, I'm in full fledged now, obviously. Um, but it's just such a cool thing to, to be able to connect and, and for, you know, pe- people to answer questions and we, you know, we've, we've, we're making friends. And as Danny said, you know, some of the coolest people you'll ever meet are, are there in the Facebook group and, uh, his on the alternative music networking group that he has. Um, but yeah, man, it's, uh, super fun. I agree. Um, I really, um, enjoyed the, you know, the latest episode with, with Thomas Nicholas and Kyle D. I had no idea. I had no idea Thomas had a band with like his name in it i had no and i had no idea they were you know that kind of pop punk or pop rock you know influence i had no idea until you guys had thomas on music networking i don't think a lot of people do you know i mean I, i think his band does pretty good but like we talked about on the thing you know he's he's trying to navigate that whole thing where you know he's he's in this and you guys can go download the, or go watch the show and hear him talk about this, but, uh, you know, he's just marketed as the guy from, 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 um, American pie, you know, yeah, which or does him a of the year. His service because there's and so he, much more than that. He is so much more than that. And he's just like, man, marketed as this. And then like put the information in there, you know, but, uh, it seems like he's kind of got it figured out. And I, I know the UK has been good to him and, um, and, uh, you know, we, we had him here at our, on, on, uh, Jarrett goes to the movies and it was great. Um, so, uh, talented, talented guy, man. And like one of the coolest people I've ever met for sure. Yeah. He seems super chill, super down to earth. Great, great, great guy. And I was listening 
after I, I literally stopped watching the episode that he was on with you guys, I paused it and I went to Spotify to start listening because I'm like, okay, what does his music sound like? Yeah. You know, and it yeah. sounds like some of the I can't remember which song I, I think it was My Generation I listened to first, and I thought maybe it was a cover. Um, but I don't think it was a cover. I think it was actually an original. And um, and I skipped around a couple other songs. I'm like, okay, like this is actually something I would listen to. This mm-hmm. is kind of like what you would expect from the actor who was in American Pie. Like mm. it kind of, I don't know. That's what I, that was my take on it. But, you know. Yeah, it was cool to, uh, to talk about, um, you know, the movies of that time and what they did for the genre. I mean, that that particular movie had so many, pop punk songs in it but you know obviously blink 182 in the movie yeah yeah uh, huge you know huge for uh for what for what we're you know what danny and i are continuing to do musically these days you know this like, those movies are super i i mentioned like that movie angus that had the green day song in it and yes um, yeah that was brain stew right was it brain stew that was in no angus? well they they actually had an original that was just for that movie and i cannot think of the name of that song it might be like it might be called Angus. I, I can't remember, but uh, it's great. Whatever it is, yeah, yeah. Let's see. Now I'm curious. Yeah, those those movies. Oh, it was J A R. J A R. That's right. That's right. Those and movies do you know he really wrote that? It. Do you know the story about that song? He wanted to write a song that sounded like Blink One Eighty Two. Well. No, wasn't it the other way around? Oh, it is the other way around. Yeah, and I didn't know that either until I was listening to Chris DeMank's podcast. Right. Um, okay, I didn't listen to that episode. That's why I just fucked it up. And, and I think what, the reason why I didn't know that is because for the longest time, I didn't realize that J.A.R. was so old. Because, you know, in my mind, J.A.R., when I first heard it, it came out on Green Day's first like greatest hits album, mm. you know, which was like the early two thousands. Right. And, uh, blinks, um, <clears throat> blinks. What's my age again, obviously came out before that. So I always thought, well, wait a minute. What? It's like, yeah. that doesn't make any sense. But then, you know, I learned that, it, you know, J.R. actually goes back to the mid nineties. And mm-hmm. I was like, Oh, now it all makes sense. You know, yeah. that's Great. just so cool because, I, I, I loved that story because I feel like Blink-182 fans and Green Day fans are constantly butting heads like this. Yeah. And I'm just like, huh, would you look at that? Mark Hoppus was influenced by, uh, you know, uh, Mike Dirt and Green Day. You know, take make, that. Make no mistake. <laughs> make no mistake. All of us were. And any of us that say we weren't is fucking lying. Like we 100% yeah. all of us got that shit when it was when it bootleg tapes or seven inches in 88, 89, 90, you know, those of all of us dinosaurs fucking had that shit and 100 percent influenced by it, too. You know, like we, yep. we all knew that band like it's everybody in this in this, you know, in my generation of pop punk, you know, when Dookie came out, it, it was not the first we heard of, of Green Day. We had been listening to them for years. Yeah. Um, and, um, you know, it's, again, it's, it's, uh, many of us got, were young and got pissed because everybody else started to like our band, you know, and <laughs> I call that Green Day disease. Yes. And I, I wrote a whole essay on it. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I don't believe in that anymore. I believe you should, you know, like what you like and, 
hopefully people are getting cooler about that. But yeah, uh, 100%. I mean, he doesn't, I know that Billy Joe doesn't like to think of them as pop punk. So if they're not, that's fine, but they definitely influenced it. Yes. Oh yeah, absolutely. And those movies, you know, that whole franchise has just like soundtracked a whole generation. I mean, sure, it's crazy because I can remember watching those movies when they first came out, like it was yesterday. And yet I went into a department store the other day and they had a dad rock CD in there and it had blink and some 41 and green day. And I, yeah. I wanted to die for about 10 seconds. Yeah. That's like, like wow. Um, there's, um, Oh, I'm forgetting the name of the rock station now, but there's a newer rock station in Chicago. And what's weird to me is you'll, you're listening to the station. If you listen in like, let's say you listen for 30 minutes in that 30 minutes, you'll hear, Guns N' Roses, and then Blink-182, and then you'll hear, like, I don't know, um, maybe maybe Boston or something. Oh, wow. Yeah. And then you'll hear, well, maybe that's a little too far. Um, uh, or Metallica, okay? You'll hear Metallica, and yeah. then you'll hear Green Day, and then it's just so weird, like, hearing the the pop punk bands mixed in with those other ones but i think it just goes to what dan is saying is because well i'm a dad i'm listening to those bands jared's a dad he's mm-hmm. <laughs> you know obviously jared and i are many years apart well dan you and i are like the same age True. Um, I'm, I'm not yet a dad though and that's my girlfriend no, you're not a dad yet but, but, <laughs> but yeah that you um, know of yeah that, that you know of right all those all those crazy nights you know yes. i mean my wife will say this all the time. She'll just be like, are you sure you don't have any other kids? Like, like we're not going to get a knock on the door. And like some kid flew in from Florida and it's just like, you know, and I'm like, I can't guarantee it, but I'm pretty sure. Oh, <laughs> uh, I love that. Um, we're, we're pretty close at time, but um, I, I feel like, uh, how do you want to leave off about, people knowing about music networking 101 what do you want people to know about it um you know you, you kind of talked a little bit uh, you kind of teased a little bit about like the, maybe the future of it some new things to come um or is there any like last little sprinkle of advice that you would want to give to a band or any kind of creative, obviously, because I feel like there's just so many similarities and it doesn't matter what type of art you're doing or what creative thing that you're creating. There's, they're all so similar as far as the way you market mm. yeah. them, you know, and kind I of network like with each other. With Music Networking 101, what we really want to do is to be able to give people a platform that they can come to, that they can get advice from other people in the industry you know we get these keynote speakers and special guests who've got years and years of experience um you know in whichever area of the industry that is whether that's as an artist whether that's a band manager a tour manager a radio dj people who then are thinking about going into that career get a real real genuine insight of what working in that industry is like. Um, and that's the pros and the cons. And then they get a very real world picture of it. Um, because that kind of resource, you know, when I was growing up, especially it just wasn't around and we got ourselves into a lot of messes that we probably wouldn't have if something like music networking one one had existed. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, I always can, you know, we were self-managed, um, you know, through 2007. So, um, you know, we definitely made a lot of mistakes, which is, you know, how we learned, but, um, you know, as far, I, I think he explained music networking one-on-one perfectly. So I'll take the advice thing, um, as far as content is concerned. Uh, I actually heard a guy say this yesterday and it made a lot of sense to me. Um, because I think back to, you know, many people probably don't know this, and especially the younger people that are listening, that Bowling for Soup was a band nine years before we actually signed a record deal. Um, uh, and, well, nine years before we had a hit, basically. Um, and so, you know, we were in a van for nine flipping years. Um, so there's a lot of trial and error that goes along with that and, 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 you know, getting to that point of, 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 of success and things. Well, the same thing is true with TikTok. If you're wanting to be a TikToker or a influencer or a YouTuber or whatever. And this guy was saying that it took, he did 600 videos before he had his first viral video, wow. 600 videos. That's I a mean, lot. That's insane. So, I mean, and he's a, he's a digital marketing coach now. So I believe him, you know, I mean, he's, it's, I don't think that he's, you know, and you know, you do two, three, four a day and you've been on it since it started. I can see that. Right. Yeah. So the point is, is just keep at it, find your niche be. And, and I think the other, other thing that I can say is, you know, you have to pay attention to trends. You have to pay attention to things like that, but be yourself. And, you know, you don't necessarily have to just copy somebody else and you know but play the game and have fun and you know that's the best advice is I, that i can give is make sure you enjoy what you do because life is short i i think that just exactly. goes to i think that just goes to show that all there's all kinds of things that have changed over the years technology um, maybe even the way we do business a little but little the way we do business a little bit changes but the one thing that hasn't changed is the whole uh, building up and putting that work in. It seems like mm. that still is there. I feel like mm -hmm. that's kind of what you painted a picture a little mm -hmm. bit with Jarrett, you know, talking about, you know, spending nine, 10 years mm -hmm. before you even had a hit. And then mm -hmm. talking about this, uh, this influencer or TikToker or whatever mm -hmm. YouTuber, 600 videos, and then finally getting that, you know, it, everything takes time. So. Yeah. And, and, and a lot of work too. And, and, you know, I'm not one of these guys, like I, you know, I love Dave Grohl and everything, but I think the whole, like, get, you know, get in the garage and pound it out thing is bullshit. I really do. Like, I think, you know, use the tools that you have, you know, and, and just because, just because this guy who just, who had a SoundCloud hit didn't go in a van and, and tour around or didn't do it the way that other people do. He still put in the work. It just, he yes. put it in, in a different way and there's different avenues and things to, to ways to be successful, you know, and you know, it's not MTV anymore. It's not, you know, I, some people say radio is dead. I, you know, I, I don't know, but it, I don't listen to it. You know, I mean, I listen to podcasts and, and, uh, and I stream music, you know, but again, there's no right or wrong way to do it as long as you're putting in the work, 
you know, it's, it's, it, and, and I, I guarantee you, you know, it's like you look at, as I, I brought up little Nas X recently. Yeah. You know, that dude works his ass off. And a lot of people, if you're not a fan of his and you only know the one song, he, he actually calls himself out in his music. And I know this because my kids listen to it, but he's like, look, I got in with a gimmick. And now I got gold records all over the place because, you know, I got, I found my way in and now, you know, I'm doing what I want to do and, and it's, and it's working. And, you know, that's, there's, you know, that's something to be said for that. The guy figured it out, you know? Yeah. Yep. Found, he, uh, found his, uh, his window of opportunity Mm -hmm. and he jumped through it. That dude's brilliant, by the way, man. Like it's, it's crazy to, it's, I, I do get exposure to like a lot of different kinds of music because my kids like what's popular. So like, sure. I am, I am well-versed in Lizzo and uh, Lil Nas X <laughs> and like all of these, you know, all of the, the things that are popular these days. But yeah. Um, you know, again, you, you, you kind of can't argue. It's, it's very seldom does somebody make it and you're not like, well, they fucking don't deserve it. Cause shit, those people work just as hard as we do. Yep. Absolutely. The hustle is still there. The hustle is still there. And, and you, and how, whatever your approach is, you know, it's like, um, I know we're running out of time, but I, I, I say to, um, to dads on the rockstar dad show, you know, your kid is like, Hey, I want to be a gamer for a living. Well, that's an actual career. Yeah. And that's an actual thing that people are, people can do. So Tell them, well, if you're going to be a gamer, then fucking get in there and figure it out, you know, because yep. the last thing I can ever do is tell any kid that their dreams can't come true because mine did. Yep. So my kid now, my kid started out wanting to be my 15 year old wanted to be a gamer. Then he wanted to be a YouTuber. I set his room up, you know, you know, not crazy. You know, I, I put some black shit on the walls and, you know, made made him made him a, a room to do that. Now he's he's learning French and he's decided that he's going to move to France and design cars. Fucking great. <laughs> like you yeah. said, Tara, life is too short and we only get one go around. So you might as oh, well do, what do, you do everything yeah. you want to do. Oh, man, that's such good advice because, uh, you know, I, I've lived three or four lifetimes, you know, like I, obviously I'm divorced and remarried and like I had a career before I was a I owned my own business when I was a kid, you know, so like it's and you're never you can always restart man so just go after it that's what i tell my kids all the time you know just like if you if you're if you're 30 and want to start over just fucking start over yeah yeah you can always you can always start over i know reminds me some of the things you were saying about your kids jared like my son he's only four and he told me the other day he he just wants to do everything yeah <laughs> you know and i'm like okay cool we all do <laughs> i was like yeah right? yeah right it's true yeah. yeah and we do live those different those different lives within that one life so my dad um used to play piano um when he was like in his teens and then he didn't for years and years and years um because the reason he stopped is basically because he thought he was never going to be as good as his father. Um, my grandfather, uh, Ticker Freeman, was a, a pianist and composer. And the problem with that was that my dad constantly kind of compared himself to him. So he he didn't touch the piano for years on end. Um, but then recently, uh, you know, in, in his 70s, he is now. And he decided, you know what? I love playing piano. I don't know why. I've just 
left it by the by all this time and he started playing again and he loves it and it's you know that 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 speaks to that i think it's never too late ever that's fantastic i love that i'm glad your dad picked it up again me too yeah awesome well uh danny freeman Jarrett reddick music networking 101 Thank you guys to both of you for uh, being back on the podcast. This was very fun and very informative. Yeah. And thank uh, you for having us, man. Of, of course. So, yeah, Music Networking 101 is on Facebook now. Um, yep. That uh, we will be available on all, all podcasts um, outlets just in the in the coming weeks. So, uh, you know, if you're if you're not uh, doing the Facebook thing right now, just keep checking back, and uh, we'll be we'll be out there soon. Cool. We'll be there, and we've just got our new feature as well, uh, where we'll now be having an extra monthly episode, mm-hmm. where we are going to be spotlighting uh, two underground bands uh, or artists, could be solo acts, mm-hmm. um, and hopefully be able to shine a light on them in the scene. Awesome! Yeah, there's plenty to shine a light on, as you both. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> that list will never get short. Mm-mm. No. <laughs> All right. Anything else? Uh, well, you can, if you want to know what everything I'm up to, um, including this, I need to add this to my website, by the way, but it's just Jarrett um, dot com. And you can follow me everywhere at J A R E T two one one three, or I'm Jarrett Reddick on TikTok. Okay. And I am at Danny Marty Freeman on pretty much every social, uh, in existence. <laughs> I believe, I think so anyway. So you'll awesome. find out. <laughs> Danny got okay. hacked like three times. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh yeah that's right the 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 hacking with the your facebook that was crazy yeah. uh my god dude such a pain in the ass damn yeah. russians <laughs> really yeah jokes, um, jokes. <laughs> hopefully uh hopefully that uh doesn't happen again yeah all right you guys have a uh a great rest of the day thanks man thank you, you too thank Y'all you yeah thanks you too yep all right, well, let's give uh, both Jarrett Reddick and uh, Danny Freeman another uh, round of applause. So great having both of them on. It's great catching up with them. I really think Music Networking 101 is definitely something the scene needs. It's, uh, it's a tool, it's a resource made by artists for artists. And I feel like even if you're not a musician, I feel like you can take away some really important points from them. Just as I mentioned earlier, no matter what type of creative thing you're currently creating, whether like it's this podcast, I feel like there's something I can take away from music networking 101 that I can apply to something I'm doing in the podcast world. Because at the end of the day, we're all creating content. You might be a, a person that just paints and you're trying to figure out, well, how do I sell my paintings? I, w- I want to make this a living. I want to make a living just painting for people. I feel like you could even find some very useful tips in that. So just something to uh, to think about. And uh, that uh, pretty much does it for this episode of Pop Punk and Pizza. I'm Jacques Lamour. Thank you so much for listening. Please follow, subscribe, like, all that stuff um, at Pop Punk Pizza Pod. 
is uh, our social handle for everything, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. And when you're at Apple Podcasts, please give us a positive rating and review. Or even if you don't give us a positive review, give us a review of some kind, because it actually does help in the long run. Uh, You can also go to poppunkpizzapod.com and uh, sign up for our mailing list there. We've got merch and all that fun stuff as well. And uh, you can find me on uh, my my Twitter is at Lamore Media if you want to follow me on uh, on Twitter there. So and we do have a Facebook group. I forgot to mention that there's the Pop Punk and Pizza Podcast Facebook group. Join us there uh, for anything podcast related that you want to talk about. I love you. I appreciate you. I hope you're staying safe and healthy. And uh, until next time. Hey, hello. It's nice to meet you. Slice of pizza. Hey, hello, it's nice to meet you. Hey, come in and have a slice of pizza. You're listening to Pop Punk and Pizza with Jacques Lamore.